Greetings. We've been looking at some of the good gifts that the Father has given to us, looking at that scripture. If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask, or give good gifts to them that ask? And I want to just uh, pick up today and read, ask you to read with me just uh, two verses in Psalm 33 verses 10 and 11, and it says this, The Lord foils the plans of the nations. He thwarts the purposes of the peoples. But the plans of the Lord, the plans of the Lord stand forever. The purposes of his heart through all generations. So today we want to look at God's purposes and plans and just touch on the platform that God has provided for us. Remembering that these messages are the part of the intention is that you will love God more. Uh, they'll help you with your praise and your prayer life, your preparation, your preaching, your pastoring, all the care in every part of your life, that each day you'll come before God and praise Him and worship Him and thank Him for all of these wonderful gifts that he's opened up for you, for your family, and for your church. So let me read that again. Psalm 33, verses 10 and 11. The Lord foils the plans of the nations. He thwarts the purposes of the peoples. But the plans of the Lord stand forever. The purposes of his heart through all generations. There's so many plans and purposes that God has for us are too many for us to actually have time to cover them all. But here are just a few of those that are relevant to us today, now, right now, for our lives. And so I'm going to give them to you with a couple of scriptures. I'll read a little of this, one or two of the scriptures and give you a few others that you can look up for yourself. Can I just remind you that I believe with all my heart that if we're really serious about God and serving God and being our best for Him and being fruitful and effective and productive, our lives counting for Him, we'll go and look at the Scriptures because the Scriptures are more powerful than any preacher's preaching. So look them up. So the, what are the, some of the plans and the purposes of God? Well, first one, and I'm just, I don't know the importance of these, which order, but the first one is that we should love and enjoy God serving him with all our heart and with all of our strength that we should love and enjoy God love and enjoy God serving him with all of our heart all of our heart and all of our strength Luke 10 27 and elsewhere throughout the scriptures it says love the Lord your God with all your heart your soul your strength your mind and love your neighbor as yourself in Luke chapter 4, verse 8, and I'll touch this again a little later, it says, Worship the Lord your God and serve Him only. True faith expresses itself in love. According to Galatians 5, 6, it says this, The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. So that's the first one, that we should love and, and enjoy God serving him with all of our heart and our strength. The second of his plans and purposes for our lives, that's for your life as well as mine, for your family's life, for your church's life, etc. He has plans to cause us to succeed in all the plans that he has for us. Jeremiah 29, 11, 
We, we know it so well. For I know the plans that I have for you, God says. Plans to give you hope, a future, an expected end. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. And then he says, then you will call upon me and come and pray to me <clears throat> and I will listen to you. <clears throat> you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you. So he has plans to give us a hope, a future, plans to prosper us, not to harm us. This is all about this scripture, really, Jeremiah 29, 11, really is some people have just limited it to finances. But it really is an expression of all of God's desire for every part of our lives. It's uh, it this uh, this. Scripture was written to Jewish people or the Hebrew people in the extreme times of uh, awful circumstances, of captivity. Um, and he, for us, Jesus has done all this for us. And it's not just about prosperity or finances. It really does include every, it's an all-encompassing, wonderful future for, for time and eternity that we, even if we face some serious trials, true effectiveness comes through true faith and true faith expresses itself in obedience and for true faith and obedience we need the Holy Spirit so Romans ten seventeen says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God Romans 1 5 and 6 says that we call to call people to the obedience that comes through faith true faith is obedience and 1 Corinthians 2, 4 and 5, you could read that for yourself as well. And Romans chapter 16, verse 26 says that, so that all nations may believe and obey him. So we need to be understanding that God wants us to be involved in preaching, believing and obeying the whole counsel of God. As Paul spoke about in, in Acts 20, 20, I think it's 27, when he says that I've not... Shundo, I've, I've preached to you the whole counsel of God. Where, where faith operates, where true faith operates, um, we should see regular breakthroughs, salvations, healings, deliverances in finances, in our marriages, in our families, etc. And you remember that what it says, and I'm talking about the purposes and plans for God, of God for you, your life, your families, your church, etc., Remember Acts 4.34, it says there, there were no needy people among them. And uh, if we're going to really be able to love God and love people like we should, we have to also come to terms with loving ourselves and understand no matter what people have tagged us with or what we feel are our inadequacies, God wants us to, to love ourselves in the right sense, not with pride and arrogance, just to be able to say truthfully from your heart, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. God has blessed us. The third plan and purpose of God for our lives is that we should live in Christ's freedom. The freedom he purchased for us and released through his anointing. Luke 4, 18 and 19, it says, The Spirit of the Lord, this is Jesus speaking when he opened the scriptures, and he said, The Spirit of the Lord is now upon me because he has anointed me to preach Good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom to the, for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind. To release the oppressed, to proclaim the year, 365 days, the year of the Lord's favor. 
Galatians 5.1 tells us, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free, so stand firm then and do not let yourself be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Remember in John chapter 8, verse 32 and 36, Jesus said, If the Son shall set you free, you shall be free indeed. He said, You shall know the truth, and the truth that you know will set you free. So the third one, or the fourth uh, purpose and plan of God then, is that we should put Christ first in everything. In other words, that He is kingdom and He is king. He says in Matthew 6.33, Seek first His kingdom and his righteousness and everything else will be added unto us. So in every decision, every action, every thing we set in motion, put God, Christ first. How does this affect the kingdom? And is Christ Lord in this situation? Moving on quickly, because time is flying. The, the, sixth, uh, the fifth plan and purpose I've written down here is that we should worship and love and enjoy him with, in true fellowship and intimacy. Read for yourself in Philippians chapter 3, verses 7 through to 16, uh, where Paul is wanting to know him and the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his suffering, to always put him first, etc. God wants us to enjoy him, worship him from the heart, and, in, and have real intimacy with him. You know, the Westminster Confession, one of those great confessions of the earlier church, was man's chief end is to worship God and to enjoy Him forever. To worship and to enjoy. And then we move on to the next plan and purpose of God for your life and mine and our church and our family is that we should live satisfied. And Jesus is what truly satisfies human, and human beings. John 10.10, 10, Jesus said, The thief has come to steal, to kill, to destroy, but I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Read for yourself Ephesians chapter 3, verses 17, to verse 19. There we have peace, provision, protection, His love, His care, His commitment, all He has done for us. There's nothing between us and Him, for if God is for us, who can be against us? There is therefore now no condemnation. Now, there's therefore now, right now, this moment, no condemnation. We just live in freedom to those who are in Christ. Read for yourself 2 Corinthians chapter three, uh, chapter 6, verses 1 through to 13. Take the Message Bible and have a look at that. 2 Corinthians 6, 1 to 13. Moving on to the seventh plan and purpose that I've noted down here is that we should be, as part of the church, the foundation or foundational truth to society. 1 Timothy 3.15 tells us that the church is the pillar and foundation of truth. And so we need to be, that's God's purpose and God's plan for us, that we could be a pillar and a stabilizing force as society plunges headlong into disaster. We can be a stabilizing for, for truth, a foundation and a pillar. Moving on quickly to the eighth point. God's purpose and plan for us is to preach or to share the unsearchable riches of Christ. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 8 tells us, share to preach the unsearchable riches of Christ by lips, but by lifestyle. Our life has to match our message. I'm moving on quickly. That we should be witnesses to him. 
winning the world for God or as many people as we possibly can. Acts 1, 8 to 9 says, you shall be witnesses, you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the uttermost parts of the earth. Matthew 28, 18 to 20 tells us that we should go into all the world and make disciples of all nations. Um, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe whatsoever I've commanded you, and Jesus promises, and lo, I'll be with you. That's part of God's purpose for your life, your family's life, our church's life, our translocal team that we're linked with, all of us. It, this is part of what we, God wants for us to be witnesses by life and, life and lifestyle. That we should be fruitful is the number, as I think it's number 10. Um, John 15, I can't read it all to you, but you read verses 1 through to 8 and then the 16th verse, that we should bear fruit, much fruit. This is what he appointed us to. This is what God preordained and predestined us to be witnesses, fruitful witnesses, that we should bear fruit, fruit, much fruit, more fruit, and fruit that lasts. And then also, linked with that, that we should be effective. God wants your life, his plans, his purposes for your life, mine, our family, our church, etc., is that we be effective. Again, looking at John chapter 15, much fruit, more fruit, fruit that lasts. And you could read for yourself in 2 Peter 1, uh, verses 5 through to 11, and taking a special note of, of, of 2 Peter 1, 8. Because if we add to all these things, Christ said, then they will keep us from being unfruitful and unproductive in our lives. Then the twelfth one, plan and purpose of God, is that we should accurately represent him uh, to make us more and more like Jesus. In other words, that when people look at us, they see more of Jesus day by day. We're being transformed day by day into the image of Christ. Uh, Romans 8.29 says that God predestined us to be conformed to the likeness of his Son. 2 Corinthians 3.18 says we've been transformed into his likeness. Have a look at 1 John chapter 1 verses 1 through to 3. And then again in John 13, 35, 4 and 35, Jesus said, You've seen me, what I do, now go and do the same. 2 Corinthians 5.20 verse 20 tells us, this is an amazing thing. You and I are ambassadors for Christ. So we are to accurately represent him as he makes us more and more like him. These are the plans and purposes that God has for our lives. Then we move on to the next one. That we should do, not only be like Jesus, but do what Jesus did. John fourteen twelve says, Jesus promised this. He said, the things that I do shall you also do. And then he says, and even greater things than this shall you do. And if you have a look at Matthew chapter 10, verse 1, and then go to verses 5 through to 8, you'll see what he told his disciples to do. He told them, go out and preach the kingdom, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the leper, drive out demons. You see, Ephesians 2.10 tells us that we God has created us in Christ to do good works which God prepared for us in advance. God prepared good works for us. These are part of his plans and purposes for your life and mine and our family and our church uh, that we should preach the kingdom, 
In other words, Christ's authority, the government of God, his lordship, commitment and submission to it, to extend Christ's rule over all. Have a look at Ephesians chapter 3 verses 8 through to 12. Ephesians 1 verse 22. 1 Corinthians 15 verses 15, uh, 25 to 27. Hebrews 2 verses 5 through to 9. So preach the kingdom, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, drive out demons. And this would all include, all of this includes every area of ministry. So all of us, God, you and the people in your church too, every one of us, God has uh, wants us involved in ministry that counts. So have a look at Romans chapter 12, verses 3 to 8. It tells us of some of the ministries there that God has provided for us that he wants to fit us into as we just look to him, thank him for it, and ask him for open doors. He'll lead us into what we should be doing. Romans 12, verses 3 to 8. Or go and have a look at 1 Corinthians 12 as well, verses 4 through to 11. And then verses 27 to 31. These are all about the different gifts and ministries. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 16. That he's given some to be prophets, uh, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, etc. To do the work of the ministry, preparing people for that. And then have a look at 1 Corinthians 14, verse 26 to 32. All of these are, are doors of opportunity that God has opened for us, uh, prepared for us in advance. And he wants us to fit in and be doing these things for him. These are his plans and purposes. So just before we move on to the next one, can I just ask you, ask yourself, what meaningful ministry you are involved in? Meaningful ministry. Meaningful. Life-changing for people. And then moving on to, I think it's the 15th purpose and plan of God, that we should disciple the nations, winning as many as we can for Christ. Matthew 28, 18 to 21. I quoted it earlier on. Romans chapter 1 verse 16 says this in the Message Bible, Romans 1 16. It's news I'm most proud to proclaim this extraordinary message of God's plan to rescue everyone who trusts him. In John chapter 20 verse 21, Jesus said to the disciples, as the Father has sent me, so send I you. So this is another one of God's plans and purposes that we need to be praising God and thanking him for opportunities. Moving on to the next one, I think it's number 16. Another one of his plans and purposes for us is that his manifold wisdom should be made known to the rulers and authorities in heavenly realms, as Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 tells us, that his manifold wisdom would be made known to rulers and authorities in heavenly places. In other words, all the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realm, as Ephesians 6 refers to them. The whole demonic, uh, the whole cosmos has really been permeated and affected by these demonic forces. 1 Corinthians 2, 8 speaks about the rulers of this age. 2 Corinthians 4 verses 3 and 4 talks about the God of this world has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light. Colossians 2, 15 says, and having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a show of them openly or one translation says a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. So God wants through your life, your family's life, our church, etc., our translocal team that we linked with, to make known the manifold wisdom of God. This is his plan and purpose to the demonic powers, rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms. 
You know, in Acts 19, verses 12 to th through to 16, sons of Sceva try to cast some demons out. And the demons say to Paul, uh, to, to, to uh, the sons of Sceva, Jesus I know, Paul I know, but you guys I don't know. And then he attacks them. So I'll ask you a question. Do the demons really know who you are by your life and effectiveness for Jesus? He can if you just start to live in and praise God and pray into God's plans and purposes for your life. And then we move on quickly to, I think, number 17, I think it is, that we should love one another. That's God's purpose and plan for our lives, that we should love one another, love believers, love every believer, every person that knows Christ. We should love them. With, we should really love them, not just tolerate them or put up with them. God's purpose and plan for all of us is that we love one another. Can you imagine if we said, okay, God, I'm in on, count me in. I want that part of your purpose and your plan for my life. Can you imagine the love? And, and Jesus actually said, by this shall men know that you're my disciples, if you have that kind of love, one for another. As the Father has loved me, so I love you. Now go and love others. A new commandment I give you. Love one another. And so you could read uh, John, uh, John 13, 35 to 37, Luke chapter 12, 38, uh, 38, where he says, And love your neighbor as yourself. Ephesians 5, 2, Galatians 5, 13, 1 Corinthians 13, 4 to 8. This would all include practical love, the kind of Acts 2, 42 onward and the Acts 4. 32 to 37, that kind of love, that's what happened in the book of Acts. The love that cares for, provides for, stands with. And then moving on quickly, and I think this is it's possibly the last one, that we should cooperate with him in seeing his people becoming prophetic and effective. Jeremiah chapter 1 verse 10 says this, and I want to read it from the Message Bible. So it's a verse that God gave me in my call when he called me into ministry. But I want to read just this from the Message Bible. Um, God says this to the prophet, and he, this, is, this to me has been prophetic. And God wants you, that's his purpose and his plan for your life and your family and our church, for my life and all of us, is this. Before I shaped you in the womb... I knew all about you. Before you saw the light of day, I had holy plans for you. A prophet to the nation. That's what I had in mind for you. To be prophetic. To see ahead, like David. Seeing ahead, he spoke. And the Bible says there, and I think it's Acts chapter 2 or Acts chapter 4, that David being a prophet, seeing what was ahead, he spoke. So before you saw the light of day, I had plans for you, a prophet to the nations. That's what I had in mind for you. But I said, and maybe we, had, we say this, and I certainly for me, I've said this. God told me, don't say I'm only a boy. I'll tell you where to go and you'll go there. I'll tell you what to say and you'll say it, he says. Don't be afraid. Of a soul, I'll be right there looking after you, God's decree. And God reached out, and I'm trusting God, if you'll just open your heart, raise your hands right now to heaven and say, Lord, what Dudley reads from your word now, I receive. God reached out, touched my mouth and said, look, I've just put my words in your mouth. 
hand-delivered. See what I've done. I've given you a job to do among nations and governments, a red-letter day. Your job is to pull up and tear down, take apart and demolish, and then start over building and planting. These are God's plans and God's purposes for your life. God's looking for people who believe this, who will cooperate with him. Remember Hebrews 12, verses 27 to 29. God talks about an unshakable kingdom. And God is shaking right now. Everything is not kingdom. And if we want, respond to God. Cooperate with him. He's looking for people who just say, yes, Lord, and I cooperate with you. If he, we won't, I, I, unfortunately, he's going to do it through someone else. So don't allow the rough times the tough times to cause you to quit. Read for yourself 2 Corinthians chapter 4, especially verses 16 through to 18, but do yourself a favor and read 2 Corinthians 4 verses 1 right through to 18. So we have to develop, and this is where we have to end off, we have to develop in our own lives, in our family, and in our churches, a culture of effectiveness the book of Acts demonstrates that. You can read it for yourself. People getting saved all the time. So I want to ask, how many of us believe that Jesus is worthy of 100% commitment? On a scale of 1 to 10, where would you place your commitment level? So please, come to God right now about yourself about your family, about the church you're in, and ask him to show you what is stopping all of us from being effective and fruitful, what to stop in what we're doing, what to start, what to change that we're presently doing so that he can have his own way. I'm just looking at the time and thinking, Father, what do I do here? Just bear this in mind, and we'll look at this afresh on our, uh, in a separate uh, study. Another precious gift from God for all of this to happen is the platform He has provided for us. Where we live, where we work, where we, even where we train our bodies, gymnasiums or going out for walks or in parks uh, with our friends, every opportunity opens, us for it, opens up for us. 1 Corinthians 16, 19 says, A great door for effective work has opened for me, and there, be, there are many who oppose me. Don't let opposition stop you. Opposition is often a confirmation of God's open doors for your life. Stop now and thank Him. Thank Him for His plans. Thank Him for His purposes. Thank Him for the platform He's provided for you, your family, your church, the church you and the Translocal team you linked with. Do it now. Thank Him and praise Him, and do it, then do it regularly. Thank you, Father, for everything that you've given to us, those good gifts, plans, purposes, and opportunities, platforms, places to minister. We thank you from our hearts, and we worship and glorify and magnify Jesus by the power and enabling of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. Amen. Blessings on you.